This is Kai Stewart, reading bedtime stories for nobody. In the hollow of a grassy hill, between two branches of coral in the warm Aegean Sea, at the top of a tall, lonely pine tree that swayed in the arms of the wind, there lived a small yellow rabbit, a school of dazzling fishes, an old, old eagle, much older than the tree. It was the third tree she lived in. He'd burrowed soft and warm beneath the roots of an ancient tree. They swam in and out and around the coral, but at any moment some of their number were there between the branches, so they called that their home, as deep as he could make it before the water seeped in, each one taller than the last. She'd raised chicks and chicks and chicks, and they mostly had chicks of their own now. He chose this bank because it was grown all over with sweet orange dandelions, as red as the sun and as crunchy as new frost. Fish are the most knowledgeable animals on the planet because they spend all their time in schools. She was no longer in the blush of her strength when she could fly for days without resting. But still, she stretched her wide wings to visit her children, and her children's children, and her friends, and her friends' children who are now her friends also, and people from her senior center where she went once a week to play bingo. And people came from miles around to ask their opinion on politics, economics, physics, and philosophy, and rare was the year they didn't have at least one article in a peer-reviewed journal. And sometimes she would just stay home, in the nest where she'd raised so many downy children, built of oak and pine branches well-polished by exuberant young beaks and the tumble of downy bodies, her feet warm when she settled her feathers over them and talked to the wind. And the sun shone down, and the leaves reached up, and the rabbit put on thick fur and shed it, and a slow stream wandered, or a deep river sprinted by. But one day, as the school rippled through the arms of the branching coral, a question came that none of the school had heard before. The sun came down, and the dandelions went to aircraft carriers and launched all their fighters at the sky. And sometimes the eagle wouldn't fly anywhere, and instead she'd stay home. And on these evenings, the wind kept her company. The rabbit grew bigger and faster and stronger. He pushed his nose into the dirt of the hillside to smell the milky roots of the dandelions and the grass roots like warm hay and the worms like apples and lymph and clay. And he spread his long ears out to catch the breeze. A butterfly in yellow and black, floated by, dipped, soared, though its wings didn't move. And the question came one day from the many voices, a question that they'd never heard before. How do you live? The voice asked. How do you live when no one loves you? And the school paused. And when again they began to swim, it was slower. 
No longer do they splash in silver rivers through the arms of the coral. They pass the question from artist to philosopher, from physician to mathematician. She was in her nest, warm and secure one night when the wind came up and said in its hollow voice, Here you are again, feathers that fit my breezes so perfectly. And here I am again, large and rushing through this velvet night. A long and long perfume of pine sap, met by moonlight as it lays on the bushes. The wind has a wandering attention. It forgets, from moment to moment, the gauzy boundaries between things. It is talking to the eagle, and, too, it is talking to a small, soft-shelled crab at the edge of the world, where the land falls into the sea, and the sun dies upon the cliffs. And the crab is the eagle, and the wind is talking, as if to itself, as if to its own warmly nestled industries. The eagle's eyes are so sharp they can slice the world into empirical atoms. They slice the world apart, into crabs and eagles, sea and cliffs, pine and wind, just as the wind can wind them all together. And the eagle settled her feathers to cover her feet, and closed her eyes, and the wind told her this story. Once, in a small town, there were two brothers. At the same time, near the biggest valley, a mountain ewe found a luscious patch of grass after three days of hunger, and under the grass, ants walked back and forth, back and forth to the body of a rabbit in its burrow on a green hill. The path to the rabbit had first been long and circuitous, but each ant that walked it made the trail a little straighter, loosened the twists a tiny bit, cut each corner just slightly, so slightly you'd think to look at them that they walked each one the same path. And now, three days on and thousands of ant trips, the path was as straight as this marvelous world can support. And the sign said, no coins in the fountain. And the sign said, Chapel of Serenity. And the sign said nothing. Signs don't talk. And by the time the wind wound down its story and rifted off across the mountain, the eagle was fast asleep and dreaming. And one small fish, the smallest of them all, said, The question predicates upon a faulty premise. We do not live for those who love us. We live for those we love. And the whole school spun through the arms of the branching coral, each for one distinct beloved. Beauty of balance, the crisp logic of calculus, the warm overturn of trigonometry, the dry rustle of pages, the smell of grass, the ceiling of home, the banner on which we write our heart's name, the address where our heart gets mailed.